I call you guys the originals, the original SaaS gangsters because podcasting was my first medium to get this SaaS data out there. And now we've got a best-selling book out called capitalistbook.com. It would mean so much for me if you grabbed it and read pages 197 to 220 where I talk about taking over your competitor's distribution channels with email scripts that I use for guest bloggers and chapter nine, page 151 to 171, where I show you how I buy and sell SaaS companies for very cheap. You guys can do this whether you're just starting out or you're running a $100 million ARR company. Go grab the book today at capitalistbook.com. And if you want a free preview, scroll halfway down capitalistbook.com and you'll see a bunch of screenshots. In the meantime, here's an excerpt from the book. I bought three companies by the time I was 28. I didn't pay anything for one of those companies, the top inbox. In fact, the founders paid me $15,000 to take it over. I bought an identical company that same year, send later, for $1,000. All three of my companies are in the tech space, but I know nothing about coding. And lastly, each acquisition began and ended with a short email. No lawyers, no painful red tape. Here's how the deal for SendLater started. That's spelled S-N-D-L-A-T-R. First, the outreach was this email in June 2016. The subject line was, potentially acquiring SendLater. I wrote, Manuel, who's the CEO, do you have any interest in selling SendLater? Manuel said back, hey Nathan, that depends. What do you want to do with it? I do get many of such requests, usually obviously from super shady adware or data collection companies that I usually delete right away. You don't appear to be one of those. I originally planned to build this into a commercial product, but currently lack the time to put any resources into it, so I'd be open to the idea. Best, Manuel. The no money, no lawyers way I buy companies. Four days after that email, we had a deal. No lawyers, no accountants, just an email agreement and me sending $1,000 via PayPal. It was an incredible setup because that $1,000 included a working Chrome extension and a 75,000 person email list. A lot of marketers would pay 20 to 30 grand or more just to build an email list that size. I was getting the email list as a side product for free. Here's how the full conversation played out. I wrote back and said, Hey, Manuel, I'd be interested in buying it and then investing more time and energy along with money to commercialize it. Let's chat via Skype. What's your username? Our call was just a few minutes, and I asked Manuel the kinds of questions I walk you through later in this chapter. I inquired about annual revenue, which was zero since SendLater was a free tool at the time. I asked him about user base, which was 75,000 people. I asked him about how much time he spent on developing the software each week, which was just a couple hours. And I asked about his team size, which was just him. I love that. He was willing to sell it because it was a side project that he didn't know how to monetize. Well, I did. Then we picked up the conversation again on email. I followed up after the call and said, hey, Manuel, great chatting. To sum up what we just discussed, Nathan will pay a total of $1,000 for the send later business, which includes, but is not limited to, one, Manuel making Nathan admin of the Chrome extension, two, Manual sending Nathan an Excel file of the approximately 75,000 users. Three, manual sending Nathan the source code as is. Manual will not be expected to update or change the code. The payment will be $500 when this document is signed, which is manual replying, I agree, and will be to manual's PayPal account. 
After the transition of the first three steps has occurred, the second half of the 500 will be deposited into Manuel's PayPal account. Manuel, if you accept this, sign by replying with, I agree, and we can move forward. Best, Nathan. He came back with a minor technical snag, which I didn't see as a problem because it didn't affect my ability to run the software and commercialize it, which was my whole purpose in buying it. This is what he said. Hey, Nathan, there's one concern I didn't think about before. SendLater uses some common source code, by the way, I have no idea what that means, that I use in some projects as well, so we'd have to make sure I can continue to do so. Would it work for you to agree that the source code is licensed under a permissive open source license, Apache 2, again, foreign to me people, instead of being sold completely, best, Manu. He goes by Manu for short. I replied, sure. I'm okay to agree that the source code is licensed under a permissive open source license. By the way, I have no idea what that was. I just copied what he wrote me to sound really smart, knowing this wasn't a deal breaker. So we jumped on Skype once more to talk through the details. Then I followed up with this email. Okay, Manuel, we have a deal. Summarize below. Reply back if you agree and we can move forward. Nathan will pay $1,000 for send later, and in exchange, Manuel will send Nathan an Excel file with 75,000 users, the source code, Manuel will make Nathan an admin of the Chrome extension, and then additionally, Manuel will license the source code under the Apache 2 license to Nathan, and Nathan will make the source code publicly available under the Apache 2 license. Additionally, he will also make any derivative work thereof, that's me, that is distributed within a th period of three years publicly available under the same license. The payment will be 500 bucks when this document is signed, which is Manuel replying, I agree, and will be to Manuel's PayPal account. After the transition has occurred, the second half of the payment will be made. Best, Nathan. Manuel or back, I agree. You can use this PayPal account, and he tells me his PayPal email. To transfer the accounts, I'll send the account email of your Chrome Web Store developer account that has the registration fee paid. I'll also need a Google account signed up for Google Cloud Engine to transfer the server-side project. Best, Manuel. Done. There you have it. One thing I want you to notice is this was an email agreement with an I agree as a signature. I avoid five to 10 grand in legal fees here, but it will hold up in court if they do reply I agree and it's quickly laid out. So our deal was done. Send later started printing money for me just a few weeks later. More on how I did that coming up. I'll walk you through everything you need to do to buy companies from finding them to negotiating a deal. Stick with me even if you're worried this is over your head. I promise you it's not. I'd like to believe my mom when she tells me I'm brilliant and special. But that's why I'm so successful at this while you aren't, right? Well, maybe. Here's what's more accurate. I just had the balls to make these companies offers and see what happened. It doesn't always work. Like the time I tried to buy Success Magazine for $5 million. But even when I fail, I learn something from the experience. The only thing separating me from you and you from the new rich, if you're still doubtful, is my willingness to try. Let's talk cash. If we're going to talk about buying businesses, we have to talk about cash. There's good news and bad news here. The good. People tend to get stuck on the idea that you need to have money to make money. That's true, but not as much as you'd think. You don't need a million dollars to buy a million dollar company. You legitimately don't need any cash at all to buy a company. I'll tell you how this works coming up. The potentially bad side of this. You don't need cash to buy a company, but you do need cash to get things set up. 
You're not going to buy a company you need to rebuild from the grave, so I'm not talking about hundreds or even tens of thousands of dollars here. But you'll have to front, say, 65 bucks an hour per week to pay a developer from TopTal to spruce up an app you just bought, or a team of freelancers that you hire from Fiverr to maybe improve the company's website. These are your startup costs, but they'll be infinitely less than any startup costs you need to launch a business from scratch. The problem is that most people lack the discipline to build up even $500 in savings. There's no silver bullet for that, folks. You need to make sacrifices today so you can have cash, even 500, to make these small investments that will give you huge payoffs. When you get paid, you have to immediately set aside what you can, anywhere from 5% to 50% of your check. I still do that with every one of my income streams so I can keep putting money back into my companies. The good news is, once you have as little as $500 saved, you can leverage that to buy your first company. Cue the victim's whine here. Nathan, I have two kids, a mortgage, a car payment, student loans, blah, blah, blah. Must be nice to be free to do whatever you want with your money. People who say these things drive me crazy. Here's why. I'm sure your kids are beautiful and they're great and they smile a lot. But your kids were your choice. You made it. You choose your house, so your mortgage was a choice. Your car was a choice. Your student loans were a choice. People love to see themselves as victims of their financial situation, but nearly all of their bills or lack of bills, are a result of decisions they've made. Yes, there are exceptions, like surprise medical bills, but I'm talking here about voluntary spending. I've chosen not to have kids until I'm 35-ish, so I don't have those expenses. The first house I bought wasn't for myself. It was 710 Roanoke Street, a rental property that now makes me $1,000 a month in cash. I paid cash for my Prius when I was 18 years old using my savings, mainly earned from refereeing soccer games at 40 bucks a game, so I have no car payment today. You get the picture. Your current money situation is a result of your choices, but your future will be too. You decide. Use your present reality as a bundle of excuses that lock you into poor world or accept it and focus your energy on working with your reality. Some things you can change, some things you can't. I'd recommend keeping your kids. I choose to have an abundance mindset and to focus on what I can change. Now, your parental status isn't going to change, so you have to work around that reality. Nothing to do there. But you can change things like how much you eat out, the cars you drive, or what you spend on unlimited data so you can stream episodes of The Bachelor on your phone. Now, I'm not here to school you on budgeting, but bottom line, if you're serious about joining the new rich, but you don't have $500 saved to kick off a venture that could make you six figures, you need to check your spending priorities so you can start building a nest egg. What to buy? Buying companies is so simple. Actually, that's the most important tenet to follow when doing this. Keep it simple. If a deal or company looks too complicated, it's not worth your energy. Eventually, your wealth will be nicely diversified with 10, 20, even 30 passive income streams. I have about 30 today. Owning companies can make up a huge part of your portfolio, but not if you take on complex projects. So my non-negotiable rule to buying, only pursue businesses that have a natural, unfair advantage. It's a clear path to finding simple cash-printing assets. The companies I buy have these innate advantages over the average businesses. Digital over brick and mortar. Digital companies give you a huge advantage over brick and mortar on overhead alone. You don't have to pay rent, utilities, and insurance on retail space. You don't have to deal with inventory. You're not bound to regular operating hours. It's also much easier to get traffic online than it is to get feet 
in your physical store. No employees. Employees are usually an organization's biggest expense, so I avoid business models that rely on them. Digital products are perfect for this because you can tap the huge talent pool of freelancers on TopTal, Freelancer, and Fiverr to do the work you need on a project basis. When the work is done, you put the product on autopilot and print money until you decide to do another update, then tweak, test, and back on autopilot. They have an already established user base. You don't want to spend time building an audience from scratch or learn the hard way there is no audience for your product. They also have a monopoly, usually over a distribution channel. I look for companies that have a monopoly over a free distribution channel so I don't have to pay for Facebook or Google ads to get traffic. For digital, these are usually marketplaces like Google Play, the Apple App Store, the Chrome Web Store, or the Salesforce App Exchange. There are millions of companies lurking in those free distribution channels waiting for you to buy them. You just need to know how to look. More on this coming up. Free apps and web extensions are perfect buys for beginners. They hit all of these criteria, and you can usually get them for little money because the owners aren't making substantial income on them. Hello, the top inbox, and send later. Another bonus. The owners are often individuals or tiny companies that built the software as a side project. Because the asset is not their main focus, they're more likely to let it go. So my basic strategy step-by-step. One, buy free digital properties with a big user base. Two, hire a top-tail developer to put up a paywall that appears after someone uses the product a certain number of times. Three, reinvest the revenue back into the company as needed. Also, use the income from this business to buy other companies and to fill my pockets. Sound too simple? Folks, it is. The only reason everyone isn't doing this is because they haven't thought of it, or they think it's more complicated than it is. Keep listening. I'll unpack my approach in greater detail and show you how I did it with the top inbox. A peek at my monthly revenue streams. I want you to hear the ways I make money so you can get a clear understanding of how diversified I am. My income sources range from food trucks to hostels to software companies, but the trick lies in one keyword: momentum. Don't get lost in all my revenue streams and try to copy them all immediately. Focus on getting one going, then use the momentum from that to start diversifying into others. That way you're not using your own money. You're using cash you've generated from things in which you invested an initial 500 bucks. Here are some things that I invested very little in to start and that are now printing money for me. Real estate, $1,600 per month. GitLatka.com database, $50,000 per month. eTools, another acquisition, $10,000 per month. Send later in the top inbox, $6,000 per month. Airbnb, $2,000 per month. Helping my friends buy and sell their software companies via retainers, about $50,000 a month. Hostel dividends, $800 a month. Food truck royalties, another $800 per month. Royalties on my friend's meal prep service, $800 a month. Podcast sponsorships, over $50,000 a month. Reality show on Facebook, over $20,000 per month. Look in these three places to find a company to buy. In his book, Zero to One, Peter Thiel talks about how important it is to launch a company that has a monopoly. He means you want a Google, a company so good at what it does that no others can compete with it. It owns the market. 
Now look, we'd all love that, but those companies are hard to find and very hard to buy. But what's close and much easier to acquire is a company that has a monopoly over a distribution channel. That's the number one thing I look for when analyzing a business to take over. The top inbox, which was originally called Mail to Cloud, and Send Later are perfect examples of this. Both are Google Chrome extensions that help people use Gmail more efficiently. They do the same thing, but they started out as two separate companies that I bought independent of each other. This was strategic. By buying two tools that do the same thing, I can run them on the same code base and save half the developer costs. I also knocked out a good chunk of competition by buying two companies that dominate the same distribution channel. When I discovered Mail to Cloud, it had already been in the Chrome Web Store for five years. It was rated as a top recommendation in the store's productivity category and had more than 2,000 five-star reviews. It was no Google, but Mail to Cloud clearly had a solid spot in a specific distribution channel, the Chrome Web Store's productivity corner. Mail to Cloud's user data on chromebeat.com also showed that it had been consistently adding 100 new users every day for the last four years. That was enough information to make me want to keep exploring. There are lots of different ways to monopolize a channel. A company might be one of the most popular apps in the Apple App Store for document signing. It might be number one in its category on G2 Crowd or another review site. If a business has a natural monopoly on a distribution channel, it's a great sign that the company is running itself, or at the very least, that it's not a complete disaster. People wouldn't constantly download an app and give it strong reviews if it weren't functioning smoothly. That's huge. You don't want a company that requires you to be smart or work hard. You want one that you can put on autopilot with just a few tweaks by freelancers. What's even better is if you find a company that hasn't monetized its top spot in that distribution channel. That's what happened with Mail to Cloud and Send Later. Both company owners weren't charging users, so as soon as I took them over, I hired developers to put up a simple $5 a month paywall that pops up after users use the tool 50, 50 times. I immediately started making money from it. Now, less than two years after that acquisition, the top inbox and send later have made more than $130,000 in revenue. So easy to do. You can hire freelance developers at nathanlacka.com forward slash toptal. That's the site I use, and I get a kickback if you use that link. And I use that to build something like a paywall for a couple hundred bucks. This is the only change I made on SendLater and the top inbox to go from no sales when I acquired to 130000 over the first 18 months. When someone's using the tool, if they click choose a plan, they pay me either $5 a month or $50 a year. I didn't have to know anything about software development to do this. It was the perfect scenario. Minimal work and brain power, effortless cash flow. I keep winning. Companies like this are hiding in plain sight. Try searching these free distribution channels and see what turns up. Mega corporations like Google, Apple, etc., will own the top results. They're not what you're looking for. Scroll down a bit until you get to the tools being offered by small to mid-sized companies. When you find an app or a tool with strong reviews and a large user base, check to see the last time it was updated. More on this in a moment. Here's how you start searching. Browse sites like appannie.com, the Chrome Web Store, the Salesforce App Exchange, the Intuit App Center. Okay, okay, that's enough of that excerpt. To get the other places that I look for to buy SaaS companies, you'll want to go to Capitalist Book 
Com right now to buy the book. Again, comes out next week on Tuesday. It's coming up right around the corner. Um, I hope you enjoyed that excerpt. Again, you can buy and sell SaaS companies spending less than a grand. It really is easy if you use the scripts I put in the book. Those were on pages 162, 163. And now I cut it off in the middle of me describing the place I look to buy SaaS companies. There's a lot more you'll get them by going and grabbing the book right now at capitalistbook.com. And look, if you can't afford the book right now, it's, you know, it's 15, 20 bucks. That's totally fine. You can get a lot of this for free at capitalistbook.com and scroll down to the preview section. Okay. All right, guys, I will see you there. And in the meantime, again, we'll be back tomorrow morning where we will go to the top again. Again, Nathan Lackey here about to jump into the big book tour in New York City, major outlets having me on like CBS, like Fox, like NBC going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see you guys there, but thank you for all your support. I would love it. And it would make my day if you guys grab the book right now at capitalistbook.com. A lot of good strategies in there for you. Go grab it now.